everybody. We want to first um, say good morning. It's seven o'clock in the morning here in Arkansas to all of our neighborhood market associates. We're uh, we're lucky to have Kelvin Kelvin Buckham with us today, who leads our neighborhood market team. Thanks for for doing this so early in uh, in, a, in in the central time zone. It's good to see you. Well, thank you, John. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I've been looking forward actually to appearing on one of these episodes. So so thanks for reaching out. And I'm a morning person, so the earlier the better. Yeah, that's exactly right. My my grandfather was a farmer, and I and I'm actually not completely a morning person, I would say, but I remember summers on the farm, and it was up at five, and drive the fence line, look for cows that got out overnight, and I kept thinking the whole time, this is great, but I need a job that starts about seven. So this this has worked out much better than than working on the farm. Um, Kelvin, you've for been sure. with us a while now, so you don't have a an entire career in retail. You've been in and out of it and in consumer packaged goods. You've worked at startups, um, done a number of things, but love to just uh, get your story and frame up frame up uh, your, your past and how you got here. Uh, sure, John. Um, so for me, you're right. My journey to retail uh, was perhaps a little different than, than most because um, I'm an engineer and most of my early jobs were in engineering. So, and I'm going to date myself with this comment, but which is fine. When I, when I left the North Carolina A&T State University with an engineering degree, I went to Boston and started to work for Digital Equipment Corporation, which no longer exists. <laughs> and Digital, by the way, made mini computers, and they made terminals that would have access, give you access to the mini computers. We weren't even doing laptops, right? So terminals engineering was where I started. And uh, which is really fun. I really enjoyed that work. So, so early, my early years were all engineering at um, Digital, then um, AT&T, Bell Labs, and Homedale, New Jersey. Uh, Pam and I wanted to get back to North Carolina, so um, we joined Northern Telecom, which is a Canadian company based in Research Triangle Park, North Carolina. So that's, that got us back to the Carolinas. Uh, and then, you know, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I had an opportunity to join an entrepreneur who was buying and flipping radio stations. So, so I met this guy, just, and that's a story for another day how I met him. But uh, he convinced me to leave Northern Telecom to join him uh, as an operator. So that was my first opportunity to actually lead a business, was radio stations in the South. We, we went to Fayetteville, North Carolina, believe it or not, my first entrepreneurial opportunity. And uh, we drove the revenues up sold that station, moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, drilled revenues up there, flipped that station. And then I was without a job because we had like, you know, sold them. But that was six years. That's not a long-term strategy, right? You can't do that long-term. So left that and um, Pepsi came calling. And really that's when I started to notice retail from a different perspective. So long story short, I did that for a few years and called on Kroger, Publix, Winn-Dixie, um, the regionals at Walmart. Um, and then eventually I got a call from Spencer Stewart um, um, inquiring about my interest in joining Walmart. And, and so that's when it kind of clicked. And I thought, you know what, that's a behemoth. I could really test my skills and see how good I really am. You know, so it was the enormity of the challenge at Walmart that really, really attracted me to the company. And, and I'm glad I, I'm glad I did, took the uh, opportunity and wish I joined sooner, quite honestly. It's been really good. Yeah, we, you know, we've talked about that that before, and you've you've got a really wide variety of experiences, and it led to these big leadership roles that you've been in. I remember when you joined as a, a regional director in Sam's, and you're promoted to officer, 
led innovations, you know, done a number of things, and then uh, led regions in, in the, the North and Chicago, Midwest, and then Atlanta, Walmart. So you've had a wide variety here as well. But there's, Kelvin, clearly something about you that you like people, you like making a difference for people, you, you operate with a purpose. What is it uh, that caused you to feel that way? And I know the journey led you the way it did, and you say you wish you'd join sooner. And I, I've always assumed that, men, I wish I'd been part of the team of people you get to work with sooner. And I'm just curious, what what happened when you were when you're young and you're growing up, and what, why do you have this desire just to gravitate to to leading others and making a difference in people's lives? So I grew up on Johns Island, South Carolina, which is it's bordered by the Atlantic Ocean on one side and the Stoner River with Intracoastal on the other, just south of Charleston. So it's a pretty cool place to grow up. Um, actually, I saw my dad. Um, behave this way and, and lead this way. My mom was a nurse and my dad was a crane operator at the Naval Shipyard. Um, and by the way, he was a frustrated farmer. Um, so we have stories that we can share. <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> in, it's in, hard. In his, uh, in his spare time, that's what he wanted to do. Um, you know, I always saw my dad um, treat people with dignity and respect always, re regardless of their status. And um, he was always so kind, especially to folks who needed the help. He was always there to lend a hand. So I, I saw that in my own household. And as a nurse, my mom's very nurturing and very caring. But the community there is a special place. And I tell people this all the time. I was really fortunate to grow up in a really, really special place. And, and the, the community leaders there really embraced this notion of Ubuntu. And you've heard me say, you know, use the term Ubuntu, this African principle. And, and so I always pivot from this place, which is that um, I am who I am because you are who you are. And it couldn't be any other way, right? That, that we are a single humanity and we belong to each other and our lives are inextricably linked. And so even though the community I grew up in didn't use the term Ubuntu, they practiced it. So it's a part of my DNA. I don't know how to behave any other way. And so I've learned to just embrace that and lean forward into it. And I found that that works. But at the very foundation, it's about everybody deserves to be treated with respect and dignity. And also, we need to appreciate our interconnectedness and be there to help and help one another. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I learned along the way. Well, it, it makes sense then why you enjoy being a part of the team you're part of, because respect for individuals is one of the key principles that we believe in and expect each other to practice. And, you know, I was also um, thinking about um, your, your journey and it, it makes a lot of sense that you, you are where you are, you know, given those experiences from, from childhood and beyond. And I was talking to a leader a couple nights ago who had, uh, had been, had been treated poorly by someone. And, and he made a statement that sounded something like, you know, great leaders know that actually that, the thing you do that shows the most authority is to treat people with respect because you can make your point in a respectful way with a smile on your face without having to make someone else feel worse. Because when it comes to interpersonal relationships and, and business relationships, it's not a zero sum game. You don't, you don't have to say that, you know, what I mean by that is one person doesn't have to be up one point and the other's down a point. You can, you can both be up one and one and that can sum something like three or four. So there's, there's always a way to, to, to bring people along and you've got to balance reality, which is, where we are, how we're doing, how we're not doing. And then there always has to be some hope that, that together we work together, there's more we can accomplish than if we were apart. You're absolutely right, John, you know, and uh, 
and I think we both learned early on that um, when it's all said and done, your, your interaction with people uh, should be such that you leave people with their self-esteem, right? Um, that it does no good to, to tear somebody down. You, know, you can get your point across without being rude and disrespectful. But then also, as you climb the corporate ladder and you get to positions that we get to enjoy, um, and this was reinforced, by the way, uh, uh, by our speaker that we had last Friday at the uh, global leadership meeting, is that um, you, you should seek to have power so that you can empower. You basically share that authority with others and you empower them to own the business for us, right? And to own that interaction with the customer and to make decisions that matter. And that's how the organization grows and gets better. And, and it creates capacity for you to do other things. So um, I absolutely agree with you. The constant reminder, be, go be great at what you're good at and, and don't uh, be too apologetic for the things you're not, but lead with confidence and just be great at what you're good at. Um, Speaking of um, working with others, you, you've got a pretty sizable business, about 700 operating locations around the country in the neighborhood markets. And uh, that's been a fantastic performing division for several years up to the middle of this year, even has been performing really well. And uh, you and I and a, a few others um, empowered by this, this big team, our responsibility changed a bit. It changed, at least it felt like it did from leading a business that creates shared value for, for stakeholders and shareholders and people involved to we got to feed the country. And uh, when, when things really picked up in March and April, um, it felt at least to me like our, our role really changed and the neighborhood markets just did a fantastic job stepping up. But, you know, what, what was that like? And, and as you think about the rest of 2020, what's, what's it been like and what are we preparing for the rest of the year? So, you know, um, I nod, my, my nod first is to our associates, John. Uh, and um, we saw the true character of our associates during those tough times. And I'm sure you remember those moments when we weren't sure what we were dealing with. And, and our associates stepped up and delivered for our customers in a way that was absolutely phenomenal. So, you know, I've said to a lot of them when I've been in the stores, thanking them for their courage and for the commitment. I said, you're my, you're my new heroes. I mean, you, you all made it happen. We, we couldn't have done it without them. So that, that's where my first nod is. Um, and then I think the other thing, too, was I said to my friends um, that I also discovered that this company has a soul, you know, uh, and, and the soul really is driven by the people. But you don't always think about a company having a soul, but this company's soul was revealed during those really difficult times. For me, it was a real cool discovery is, is I saw this company a little differently, you know, from a point where, you know, we partnered um, with um, with uh, Doug and others uh, to to stand up the first uh, drive-through test facility on on our site in Chicago, something that we had not done before, and it wasn't necessarily in our bailiwick, but you know Doug said this is something we're going to do, um, and uh, and you took the challenge and you said this is how we're going to do it, Kelvin. You guys go forward and make that happen, and we pulled together the right team at the home office and in the field, and we made it work. And that's because we cared enough to really step in and help the company, the country, during a time when we needed that sort of leadership from our corporate leaders. And for me, I will always remember that. That's one of those moments that you just cherish. You start something, you go, we're in uncharted territory. We aren't sure exactly what the right answer is, but we're going to be courageous enough to take the first step, the second step, the third step, 
and then it'll start to reveal itself and we'll know what to do. I think the way we want to finish out this year is perhaps as we started, I'm, you know, thinking about um, how the customer is evolving and what the customer expects of, of us because that's changing. And so this whole pickup and delivery piece is where we're really leaning in. And for us, it's about giving the customer more access to their omni-channel choices. And, and if we do that right, we will satisfy the customer and we'll both win. Um, but that's where we've got to focus. It's, it's, it's the customers determined how and, and, and shown us how they want to shop. Now we need to maximize those omni-channel opportunities so they engage us the way they want to. You know, just reflecting on, on the year, um, I didn't ever uh, think that you or I or any of us would probably be discussing how you run a test site in a parking lot during a pandemic, but it does remind you of the flexibility of, of, of the company, the assets we have, and the, and the biggest single asset, of course, is the people who stepped up and said, I'll, you know, I'll do it. Almost like, coach, put, put me in, I want to help. And uh, you know, all along, the, the first principle has been to keep associates safe and then keep customers safe serve communities and then there's some things after that but that was the priority whether it was go early and and get masks for our associates and then uh, policy changes we made over the course of the next few months where we were doing more things to, to, to add protective measures as as we learned i think is uh is important to note and it's also just an example of what the company can do but um, your, your team has just done a fantastic job and and this remote working thing has in some ways it's got its positives but it also binds you to a screen all day long and, and fatigues you in new ways. And what I find is when uh, you get some fatigue from the screen, the best thing is go to a, go to a neighborhood market, go to a super center, go to a distribution center. Um, I'm out in fulfillment centers uh, tomorrow and excited about that. And, and I'm with you. You get a crisis that, uh, that lands on your community. You need about 10 Walmart associates and a Walmart truck driver. And I think things just find their way to, to work themselves out. They rise up and do things that surprise us all in such a positive way. Kevin, before you wrap up, um, thinking about um, those who are new in their career, maybe you're, you're new with the company or new in retail, and, uh, and this, you know, of course, nothing to do with how many years you've worked, but just new in a retail career since you're, I wouldn't say new, but retail's the, your latest chapter. Um, you know, what That's advice right. do you have people that are looking to have a successful career in retail? Uh, so, so here's what I would say. There are a couple of things, actually. The first thought that came to mind when you asked me the question was, and this is something that I've learned having worked in several industries and to your point, um, having been involved in a startup um, and, you know, tried to buy companies and, 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 and that sort of thing, is that your leadership skills are transferable. And, and so don't, don't question that. Just th those skills are transferable. Take that as a given. And, and focus on other things. But as long as you lead from that authentic place, that skill is transferable and people will see it. Um, and so, so I, would, I would start there. And the second thing is, and this is where I perhaps get to share my own vulnerabilities. Um, embrace your vulnerabilities. Don't, don't deny them, don't be afraid of them. Um, and, and, and what I mean by that is one of the things that I'm, I'm still a little um, nervous about at times and concerned about is, I don't have the depth of knowledge um, of the Walmart business and the retail that some of my peers have. Uh, and I can't go back to get that, right? I mean, it's, it's, I can't go back to be a cart pusher and then a cashier and a store manager with me. So I can't tell those stories. 
but, but what I can do is recognize that and then tap into the institutional knowledge that exists. So somebody coming in from outside the company or from outside the industry, embrace your vulnerability, but then tap into that, that depth of knowledge that exists in this company because it's that knowledge plus what you bring to the table, which is different. That really is, that's where the secret sauce is and that's where the power is. So, so don't be intimidated by that, right? Uh, and then I think the final thing I would say is trust your instincts. I mean, we have, we, after you've been working for a number of years, you've got pretty decent business instincts. So, so trust them and, and lead forward into them, you know? Um, and then the last thing with this company especially is a little humility goes a long way. Yeah. So you really have to, ch- you have to check your ego at the door <laughs> because that'll, that'll derail you for sure in this company. That's right. This, this big of a team and broad of a business, if you, if you bring your ego, it, it'll find a way to help you take it back out to the car or uh, put it somewhere. Exit. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> that's, but, that's right. but, you know, it's, 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 those are really good points. And, and a team is, it's a richer team when you have perspectives and, and backgrounds that are different because and those of us that have been in for a longer amount of time may not see something that you've seen, or you may recognize a pattern from your experience that we may recognize. And each of us have different experiences. And when you add up, a group of people that that don't all think the same way, but are curious and want to learn. That's where the real value comes out of having a, a leadership team that can take on about anything. So thanks so much for the time. Thanks for what you're doing this year. Your, your you. team, the the neighborhood market associates, and and and, and all our associates have made such a difference this year. And I couldn't be more proud of the team and and uh, how they performed this year. And uh, I am looking forward to the rest of the year. We've got Thanksgiving ahead. We've got a lot of holidays after that starting to kicks off with, with Halloween and then straight into the busiest time of year. So we need uh, everybody to be rested as much as possible and, and get ready. It's going to be a fun season. Thanks a lot. Well, thank you, John. And you're right. We've got to win November. So even the holidays, right? And so we're, we're focused on that and I know it's going to happen, but thanks for allowing, allowing me to be a part of this. I appreciate it. You bet.